the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Police and firefighters are investigating an explosion at a Florida shopping plaza that injured multiple people. The blast happened this morning at a shopping center in Plantation, west of Fort Lauderdale. Another major earthquake has struck Southern California. It happened last night with a magnitude of 7.1. At a news conference, it was California Emergency Services Director Mark Gillarducci saying the town of Ridgecrest felt some of the most intense shaking. Structure fires, mostly uh, as a result of uh, gas uh, leaks or gas um, line breaks. Uh, there are gas line breaks throughout the, the city. There are also reports of water main breaks. Restaurant manager Ramon Cervantes says last night's quake was disorienting as he explained to KNBC-TV. I just felt dizzy at first to be honest. Uh, but like I've already been through earthquakes before so right when I seen the screens moving you know I knew it was an earthquake and this is SRN. Joe Walsh believes we need to put some things in perspective. We fight and we argue and we debate all the time about what's going on in this country but all of us know. The United States of America is the greatest, freest, most compassionate, most prosperous country in the history of this planet. Republican, Democrat, I don't give a damn who you are. Deep down, you know it's true. The Joe Walsh Radio Program, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. As the new school year approaches, now's the time to explore better and brighter options for your child. See all of our partner schools at TwinCitiesTuitions.com and learn how you'll save half off your first year of tuition. Within the last seven years, we've helped over 130 families save money and find the best Christian education possible. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Mostly sunny and a high of 81. Tonight, mostly clear and a low of 61. You're listening to AM1280, The Patriot. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. The broadcast, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 14 and a half, almost, 14 a third years strong, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio, along with my compatriots, Brad Carlson heard every Sunday from two. No, make that one to three on our on on the, the Patriot, and of course uh, King Banyan every Saturday morning nine to eleven on our sister station AM fourteen forty the Businessman. If it's on weekend radio, ergo Twin Cities radio at all, and it's worth listening to. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. By all means, tell a friend, bring bring friends along. Uh, 
Anyway, it was a big week, 4th of July this past week. I did an entire broadcast about 4th of July, half of it about the Declaration of Independence this last week, uh, last uh, Saturday when I was on the broadcast. And that was always interesting. I always, I always enjoy leading with the, the positive side of the 4th of July, what it actually, what it actually means. Uh, and I'm not done, because I think there's some, there's some stories that came out related to uh, people's observances of the 4th of July, of Independence Day this past week. And uh, by the way, by the way, when I say 4th of July, when anyone says 4th of July in reference to the holiday, someone always, always chimes in, it's supposed to call it Independence Day. Yeah, I know. It, it's common usage. People people refer to both similarly. And yeah, it is more proper to call it Independence Day. But do you think there's anyone out there who really doesn't get what you're going for when you call it the 4th of July? Just saying. Take a deep breath. Smell the roses. Enjoy life. De-stress. Just a skosh. Okay? All right. Uh, this past week, right around uh, Independence Day, thank you very much, uh, article came out, got a whole bunch of press uh, pointing out that uh, it reported that a record percentage are losing their pride to be uh, American. A record low percentage are proud to be an American. And that's one of those things that kind of catches me on a number of levels. First of all, pride in a nation is something that the nation needs to earn. Every nation is proud proud to some extent. Well, almost every nation is proud to some extent. I mean, Venezuela is a proud nation. Does it? Ha- I mean, there are people in Venezuela who are intensely proud of being Venezuelans and of the nation of Venezuela. Do they have much to be proud of at the moment? No. I mean, the government of Venezuela is is betraying whatever the people of Venezuela have to be proud of. I think that's a fair thing to say. There may be some elements of Venezuelan history that, that people can be proud of, but you're not seeing them in the country today. Likewise, there are things about being a Russian about which one may justly be proud, but its current history ain't it. And it's perfectly okay to be proud of being German, Provided you leave out 13 or 14 years in the middle of the last century, Uh, although most Germans, I mean, Germans, Europeans in general, with the exception of the Danes, I think the Dutch uh, on the continent, uh, in the western part of the continent, uh, don't really score as high on national pride as America or uh, many other nations. Anyway, a couple of tangents there. Anyway, the, 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 the headline came out. Record number of uh, record uh, percentage of people are uh, reporting diminishing pride in being an American. And that was the headline. And it got, oh, I mean, I was watching, I, I sort of slipped into my old morning routine of popping on one of the morning news stations after not watching local, net, uh, local network te- television, anything from the big four networks at all for five years. I mean, literally five years ago next week was the anniversary of the last time I actually watched uh, one of the big three, big four networks uh, at all, period. And I sort of got back to it just because getting the morning weather is kind of fun. Uh, And the story aired with its headline saying a record percentage of Americans are reporting less, being less proud of being Americans, as if there was a contagion sweeping the nation, striking all equally, like the influenza, regardless of people's 
uh, politics, but regardless of any other context involved, all Americans, it made it sound like, uh, as reported in the media, were reporting feeling a little less proud of their country, as if it was just some something that fell evenly across the entire population. And it was reported as being a bit of a problem. Well, you had to look down in the story, deep in the story, to actually get the context that, that's involved uh, in the story. And it noted, uh, and, by, and by the way, the, uh, two things you really need to notice. We'll get to the context in a moment here. But you, you move a little, fr- I, mean, I mean, up the top of the story, you, you actually go to the top line numbers, and they, and they point out that, in fact, an incredible number of Americans are extremely plow- proud uh, or very proud of their country. Uh, and and it's it's like in the three quarter range nationwide, which is like if you're talking a diminishing number, diminishing percentage of an overwhelming number, uh, then then you're <laughs> then then you're then you're probably digging a little too hard for your headline there. And so it's it's like something like seventy seventy two percent of Americans together are are proud, very proud, or extremely proud of their country. Uh, rating it a four or a five out of scale of five, with five being extremely proud. And you have to dig way down in the story to see the real lead here. And this lead is buried so deeply that the mafia is is giving them calls saying, hey, how do you bury things that deeply? Because while we know how to bury things deeply here at the mafia, you and the media know how to bury things deeply. Anyway, the, the quote goes, <clears throat> currently, of Democrats, down from 43% in 2017 and 56% in 2013, are extremely proud. The decline preceded the election of Donald Trump, but has accelerated in the past year. Less than half the independents, 42%, are also extremely proud. That is down a little from 48% a year ago, 50% in 2013. As has typically been the case, Republicans are more inclined to say they're extremely proud to be Americans than are Democrats and independents. 74% of Republicans are extremely proud, which is numerically the highest over the last five years. But, and I'll just note this on the side, isn't that much higher than, than, than even during the Barack Obama administration? Higher to be sure. But not that much higher, not radically changed. Republicans apparently have this ability, unexpected ability, perhaps even supernatural ability, to maintain some pride in the United States, a pride in being an American no matter who the president is, even if the president elected by a slim majority of their fellow Americans is not demonstrably proud to be an American, or at the very least has a wife who seems to downplay the notion of national pride in one of the most tone-deaf ways I've ever seen in a human being. Anyway, so Republicans, granted, got a little more proud, but we're pretty darn extremely proud to start with. Independence, which is basically another way of saying Democrat who can't make a commitment in most cases, at least in my experience, down a bit, down about what what we call it, about 16%. The Democrats, who were highly proud of the country, rated the country extremely proud. And by the way, there was an additional considerable percentage who said they were very proud, just not extremely proud. But 56% in 2013, when 
you know who was president, Barack Obama, down to 43 in 2017 and 32% today, which, by the way, is, is a drop of a little over a third, a drop of a little over a third in extreme pride. And, and so what this tells me is that the story isn't so much that a record percentage of Americans are proud, or for that matter, that uh, the, the percentage of Americans who find themselves extremely proud to be citizens of this country is dropping across the board, as the headline and the first several paragraphs of the story seem to imply. Now, the real issue I'm going to suggest to you is that a record percent of uh, record share of the Democrat voters are whinging and pouting because they didn't get their way in November of 2016. I mean, they remind me, and I say this with all due respect to my Democrat friends out there, of which I have more than you might suspect for a conservative talk show host. I mean, I live in St. Paul. When in when in St. Paul, do as the St. Paulites do. You, you make friends. You do the best you can. You got neighbors. And I say this with all due respect to all of them. But stop pouting. My God, it's unseemly. It reminds me of a, of a four-year-old who, who doesn't get his way and, and, and whines and, and snivels and whimpers until they make everyone so miserable. They say, oh, f-, at least the four-year-old hopes. The, the adults will say, oh, fine, have your way. Fine, we'll vote with you for impeachment. Fine, you can have a can of pop uh, with dinner instead of, uh, instead of milk. Uh, fine, you can have that toy. Fine, we'll, we'll vote for universal background checks. Fine, Hillary is the smartest woman ever. Stop pouting. <laughs> if, let me put it another way. And some wag on Twitter put it much more succinctly than I have. And in fact, I'm going to paraphrase that tweet. If your sense of feeling about this nation is entirely dependent on who has been elected its leader... You're doing it all wrong. <laughs> and it's true. If, you, if, if your sense of, of pride or accomplishment in the nation that, for whatever reason, we'll come back to exactly what this nation has accomplished in the last 242 years in a moment uh, after the break, after one of these breaks anyway. But if your sense of, of feeling one way or another about this nation, by the way, is in t- is wrapped more than a little bit around who is the president of the United States, then you're doing it wrong. The idea of of a nation that that is controlled as as by the people, as as a free association of equals, as a as a government that governs through the consent of the governed. If you are are possessed to 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 have your entire feeling about this nation uh wound up in what is essentially either a personality cult for Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton or for lack of a better term an anti-personality or personality anti-cult what's the correct term terminator n they both sound good to me i don't know a personality uh, personality anti-cult i kind of like i think that works a little bit better put that down in the uh, logbook thank you very much uh the personality anti-cult against donald trump or mitt romney or john mccain or tim palenti or oh, where'd that slip in or, or ronald reagan or or barack obama for that matter if you're feeling about this nation is a personality cult or a personality anti-cult 
then I'm going to suggest you don't really get democracy with a small d. I'm going to suggest you don't get federalism. I'm going to suggest you don't really get what the free association of equals and limited powers is all about. I'm going to suggest if you're a Democrat, might be time to take a trip to Colorado and relax yourself. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need cash now? Seems like the more you need something, the harder it is to get, especially when you need it fast. Have you been turned down for a personal loan? Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you have bad credit? One of the nation's largest personal loan networks, GetCash.com, is the place to go when you need money fast. All you need is a checking account and a regular source of income. And you could get up to $5,000 discreetly with your computer or smartphone in as little as 24 hours. There's no paperwork needed to get connected. At GetCash.com, our lenders have lent hundreds of millions of dollars to people just like you. And now, you could get up to $5,000 deposited in your account as soon as tomorrow, regardless of your credit history. Get the cash you need fast at GetCash.com. That's GetCash.com. GetCash.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. All month long, we're giving away 1K a day here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Each weekday, there'll be four keywords on air, plus a bonus keyword on our Facebook page. When you hear the keyword, enter it at am1280thepatriot.com. You get an additional chance to win for every keyword you enter. So listen close each weekday at 8 a.m., 2.30 p.m., 5.30 p.m., and 8 p.m. to collect the keywords and win some cool cash from The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Number to call should you care to join me, 651-289-4488. 
I'm also minding Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N-S-H-O-W. Operators are standing by. Talking about pride in America. And why some people just don't don't have it. In this case, about a third of Democrats, some Republicans, and the extent to which many people tie their pride in this nation up to uh, whoever's been elected in charge. And and I I said it before the break, I'll say it again. Uh, If you tie your entire sense of, of what this nation's about to its elected leader and whether you like that leader or not, you don't get democracy. Now, I get it. There's leaders you like, like Ronald Reagan in my case, like Calvin Coolidge, who leave the country a much better place when they leave. There's presidents like Woodrow Wilson and Barack Obama. And, well, Barack Obama to some extent, Woodrow Wilson especially, Lyndon Baines Johnson, oh, definitely, my two least favorite presidents of all time. Believe it or not, not Barack Obama, though they would have to be in order. Woodrow Wilson, Lyndon Baines Johnson. <laughs> Jimmy Carter at least knew he started off on the wrong track and turned around. Give him that. He was an ineffectual hamster who fled from a rabbit, but his heart was in the right place. And he even he even started making a few moves that weren't completely stupid towards the end of his presidency. It was too little. It was too late. And in the face of Ronald Reagan, that's a good thing. <laughs> let's, let's, be, let's be honest there. But if, you, if your entire sense of what this nation is is tied up in the leader, then there's two things. A, you don't get what this nation is supposed to be about. Number two... To the extent you do, yeah, the central federal government is too powerful in this country. It is time to return to federalism. We'll talk about that perhaps on a future show. So good articles about this going on right now, things we need to actually start to pursue as a people uh, to get the government to the federal government, the centralized government, to devolve some of its power outward to the states and the people again, because the centralized government isn't working. You can't govern a nation of 320 million people uh, from very different cultures, even within the dominant white Anglo-Saxon Protestant uh, society, even they are not united. And you don't need to be united if you have a functional federalist system. Whereas if you want to centralize everything like the USSR with better hair and cars, well, that's a fool's errand and you're doomed. Anyway, we, we talked about the poll that uh, came out this past week showing the number of people less proud of this nation, almost entirely Democrats uh, flaking away from, from the party line or going along with their party line. There's some people who take it to a little more ridiculous extent. Um, Vox.com is uh, an offshoot of the Washington Post and a particularly noxious one because basically it's a fully fully funded leftist spin machine trying to they they use the term contextualize the news which is a a, a five dollar word for uh put spin on news to try and 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 spin the news towards the left it's uh been it's run by uh the like of likes of ezra klein uh, who and uh, matt iglesias who are let's just say not 
Well, I mean, they're they're far left, and they're people who got promoted far beyond their intellectual and, and craft abilities as writers early in their careers, bloggers, and there they are now, right now working for the WAPO, running Vox.com for uh, the major East Coast media. And a, and a fellow named Dylan Matthews uh, put out a piece this past week in Vox uh, saying, three reasons the American Revolution was a mistake. Now, you see these things, and you see them especially coming out of click farms like Vox. And you think, okay, someone is trying to launch some clickbait. And by the way, if you haven't lived in the online world, clickbait is an article that's put out there to just really annoy people, get them to click and pass it around and say, what, what, how dare these people say this? And, and draw eyeballs to the website, which means they get more ad revenue. I mean, that's, there's an art to that, by the way, in online news these days. That's why you find uh, the articles on Facebook, for example, saying, these 10 baby boomer songs are all stupid. Of course, they pick 10 songs that are everyone's favorite. Or these 10 songs from the 1990s are stupid. Uh, you don't see them talking about 10 songs from the 2000s that are stupid because people who came of age in the 2000s still aren't earning as much money as they possibly will in their life, whereas people who were listening to music in the 1990s, now they're getting into their 40s now. They're starting to earn. They're starting to bring home the fat stacks, which means the advertisers want to reach them, which means if you tick them off and they come to your dim bulb article, you make more ad revenue because you're, getting, you're drawing people who are earning serious money to your website and advertisers like that. So you tick them off. They come to your site to vent their anger. They win, you lose. Anyway, that's, I mean, at least part of the motivation, I think, to this rather dim article by, by one Dylan Matthews in Vox.com. But Vox isn't entirely a click farm. They do have pretense to being journalists. Point of fact, they're not journalists. They're propagandists. And that, that's all you really need to know about Vox. Uh, with, when actual dispassionate journalism happens at Vox. It's more or less by accident or as an oversight. And Dylan Matthews is not it. Anyway, piece entitled Three Reasons the American Revolution Was a Mistake. Uh, headline this. This is July 4th. Let's not mince words. Uh, the voice isn't quite fitting. This is July 4th. Let's not mince words. American independence in 1776 was a monumental mistake. We should be mourning the fact that we left the United Kingdom, not cheering it. You get the impression that Dylan Matthews is one of those little hamsters with a perfectly quaffed beard who stays up into the wee hours of the morning to watch Manchester United because he's so into British soccer. Anyway, of course, evaluating the wisdom of the American Revolution means dealing with counterfactuals. Do you think? As any historian will tell you, this is a messy business. We obviously can't be entirely sure how America would have fared if it had stayed in the British Empire longer, perhaps gaining centuries, uh, independence a century or so later, along with Canada. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's a good thing to admit. But with that, he goes on to make some fairly absolute statements that, uh, that, are, that are almost impossible to, to sustain. The first of his three reasons that independence was a mistake— Abolition would have come faster without independence. Well, okay. So he's got a point to the extent that the British Empire abolished slavery, at least in terms of legislation, in 1834. Uh, 
and even in India, it was banned in 1843. Uh, and, and, and by the way, in England itself, it had been uh, illegal since uh, the early 1770s, which, as Mr. Matthews points out, is decades earlier than the United States. This alone is enough to make the case against the revolution. Well, no, Mr. Matthews, it's not. That's enough to make the case that you flunked Logic 101, and for whatever reason, perhaps because your father donated lots and lots of money to your institution of higher education, you were not required to retake it. It's not reason enough alone. It is proof by the... It is, it is a statement of fact that the United States, in its founding, had one huge epic black eye, morally speaking, the, the institution of slavery. Does the institution of slavery a profound wrong to 10%, 12% of the population, a third of the population of the Deep South, invalidate the rest of the experiment? No, that's a logical fallacy. It's a two-quo-quo ad hominem. So, oh, that's a term you would have learned in logic class had Daddy not flown into Bard College or wherever you got your supposed education and gotten them to allow you to skip Logic 101. And again, as you noted, it's a counterfactual. We don't know when or if abolition would have come at all. Because remember, merchants in the United Kingdom, the, uh, Kingdom were making a killing off of the textile industry, which is being fed by slave-produced cotton. And while the United Kingdom would have been perfectly fine, uh, hypothetically abolishing slavery throughout uh, throughout the empire, the fact is, <laughs> uh, weavers, that's the term I'm looking for, the textile industry in the United Kingdom was such a pillar of the British economy for so long that it's not completely out of turn to, to think that they, that they may have turned a blind eye or or been swayed politically uh, by the fact that there was so much money in all of that uh, to cotton coming from the United States. By the way, it wasn't just Britain either. New York City banned uh, slavery in 1842, but they voted in favor of slavery, uh, keeping the slave states uh, slave because they were making a mint off the textile industry, too. Moral black eyes are contagious, folks. Oh, there's more. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Cause we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking her fist and the eagle will. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on Earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes, the list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand with Israel Tour, December 2nd to the 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. 
Need cash now? Seems like the more you need something, the harder it is to get, especially when you need it fast. Have you been turned down for a personal loan? Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you have bad credit? One of the nation's largest personal loan networks, GetCash.com, is the place to go when you need money fast. All you need is a checking account and a regular source of income, and you could get up to $5,000 discreetly with your computer or smartphone in as little as 24 hours. There's no paperwork needed to get connected. At GetCash.com, our lenders have lent hundreds of millions of dollars to people just like you. And now, you could get up to $5,000 deposited in your account as soon as tomorrow, regardless of your credit history. Get the cash you need fast at GetCash.com. That's GetCash.com. GetCash.com. I'm Jan Mark Hill, helping you understand the times. Scoffing and mocking is at, is in a level I've never seen before. So this scripture has been on my heart lately. Knowing this verse that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? While Christians agree on the fulfillment of prophecy relating to Jesus' first coming, that harmony quickly disappears as it concerns his return to earth. As one who has spent many decades in the midst of the fray, I can attest to the pressing need to defend our biblical hope from attacks from inside and outside the church. They all seek to undermine our expectation of Jesus' soon return. In an age of dark headlines and personal heartache, we desperately need this blessed hope of his soon return, yet it has been dropped almost across the board in our churches. This is the tragedy of my lifetime. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, here reminding you of Americans for Prosperity today, 4 o'clock, Professor Noah Williams of UW-Madison, topic of the minimum wage in the economy. Actually, this is a good one, the economy in Minnesota versus the, uh, <laughs> the Wisconsin economic border battle. Hint, Minnesota's losing. By the way, we've got a giveaway coming up here. We've got one, count it one, limited edition, camouflage AM1280, the Patriot cap to give away sometime in the next hour. That means you're going to have to stay tuned. What? Stay tuned to win a prize? I think it's a fair trade. One, count it one, camouflage Patriot cap in the next hour at a time chosen by me. So, yeah. Finest rock and roll band in the history of Finland. <sighs> Speaking of finest rock and roll band in Finland, uh, my my band, uh, Elephant in the Room, one of my bands, uh, is going to be playing. We're coming down to two weeks here on the uh, night of the 26th, 26th. I believe Thursday night, a uh, week from two, two weeks from this coming Thursday. Actually, we're going to be playing uh, live, if you will, at um, at. Oh yeah, we're going to be at Willie McCoy's. It's a uh, it's a fundraiser for the Jim Newberger campaign. I will be playing there along with my band Elephant in the Room. I mean, the band will be playing there. I'm not a solo artist, not this time anyway. Uh, 
And of course, uh, our good friend Rick, Agu- <laughs> Rick Aguilar and his new band, uh, Space Force, <laughs> I love that, uh, will be joining us. Uh, so it'll be a double bill. I think we'll be trading off, maybe even doing a little Battle of the Bands. You never know. Or, uh, by the way, we're going to have special guests from a lesser radio station joining us as well, uh, and sitting in on a song or two. So uh, stay tuned for that. I-, I can't tell you who they are because, well, they can pay us to promote them if you catch my drift. But... Um, Anyway, that Thursday night, the 26th, uh, from 6 till, I believe, 9 at Willie McCoy's. It's a great cause, of course, fundraiser for Jim Newberger, who needs all the money he can get running up against the Democrat uh, media and noise machine. Uh, so be there Thursday, the 26th. And then Elephant in the Room going to be live out at the New Eagles Club out in Stillwater. Just off of Highway 36, it's the former uh, Famous Dave's. It still looks like a Famous Dave's. I mean, let's be honest. You drive along, you think, where would I go for a brisket? But a bing, there I go. They may, I don't know if they have brisket on the menu, but we got music on the menu from 8 till midnight. My band Elephant in the Room with a new member of the band that will be well known to those of you who have been with this broadcast for a while. That's right. Old familiar face or at least semi-familiar voice. Will be joining the band. No, it's not Ed Morrissey or, or or John Hinderocker. Scott Johnson might be cool, but no, not him. Brian, Chad, King. Nope, none of them. I mean, King plays a little bass. You never know. Can't rule anything out. But no, won't be him. Another voice. Atomizer? Nope, nope, not Atomizer. Although he's picking up the bass. Uh all these tangents. Where was I going? Oh, yeah. Uh, Friday night, the 27th of July, uh, three weeks from yesterday, actually, out at the Eagles in Stillwater. Whew, well, look at the clock. Anyway, we were talking about Dylan Matthews' piece in Vox uh, about uh, about why the three reasons he has that the uh, independence of the United States was a dreadful mistake. He, he says, without any real evidence uh, and a deep ignorance of the economic history involved that abolition would have come faster without independence well and for all we know uh the telephone would have been invented in in uh, 1778 without independence but there's no real evidence for it in fact given the fact that so much of the british economy depended on cheap american cotton which by the way was why the british came in on the side or flirted with coming in on the side of the confederacy and supported the confederacy with weapons money supplies throughout the civil war should tell you something, perhaps there was more than just moral right and wrong driving the British during this uh, entire episode of the American slavery as well. They didn't have to have slaves. The Americans did the dirty work, and as it happens, the immoral work. Uh, further counterfactuals that are completely ignorant of history, although perhaps mildly less so, independence was bad for Native Americans. And, and there's a point there. I mean, if America had not uh, been independent, the uh, policy towards Native Americans may have been different because the British, to some extent, were more conciliatory about dealing with Native populations than the Americans were, that Americans turned out being. I mean, by the early 1800s, America took on the whole notion of manifest destiny about our need as a nation to conquer the entire continent from border to border. And we proceeded to do just that. 
and take pretty much everything that was in our way. And yeah, there was a racist campaign in many quarters to eliminate Native Americans, although not quite as monochrome as some liberals would have you believe these days. There were American presidents who who, who questioned that policy and, and, and to their limited ability in a federalist system pushed back against it. But it also uh, supposes that at that point the British central government would have had complete say over how the colonies proceeded. And by the way, let's not forget also that while America as an independent nation struck out westward and uh, killed much of what was in its path or introduced them to diseases that they couldn't withstand and and they died off before we got there, which, by the way, happened with the vast majority of uh, Native Americans even before there was the United States, quite frankly. There were huge... Uh, Indian po- large Indian populations in the Mississippi Valley that died of disease. Uh, they contracted from Spanish settlers and traders coming up from Mexico. So, I mean, the, in some ways, the worst of the, the, the slaughter of the Indians happened before the, the, there, there was even any pressure to the West. Anyway, I digress. Uh, The author, Dylan Matthews, being ignorant of logic, goes on then to be ignorant of uh, history as well. Uh, British history in this case, not just American economic history and British economic history, but but British political history. The British may not have pushed straight west and killed every Native American in their way, but they would have gotten the Indians, the Native American tribes themselves to do it for them. I mean, how do you suppose... A, a nation the size of England conquered a nation the size and population of India with, by the way, rarely more than a few tens of thousands of soldiers in place to to enforce that policy. They did it by turning weaker tribes against more powerful tribes. They did it by playing Game of Thrones games with uh, with various tribes and groups and kingdoms in India. And every place, by the way, that they established colonies. It's not like the British landed enough people any place but the, the 13 original colonies, frankly, to, to completely take over. What they did was they picked the tribes or kingdoms or local clans that they wanted to favor, found the ones with just enough power and influence to subjugate the others and basically do their dirty work for them. And while... You might not have had the violent expansion westward that happened with the United States and its growth to the to, from coast to coast. You would have likely had something a lot more like you had in India, where powerful tribes were co-opted to pacify, to tame, to, in effect, all but enslave other tribe, weaker tribes, and bring them on board, which has its own moral downside, if you will. I wouldn't expect Dylan Matthews to know that because, well, he's a liberal. He knows everything. So, again, ignorance of history doesn't get you any points. Now, here's the one that is just plain ignorant straight up. Point number three. America would have had a better system of government if we'd have stuck with Britain. And he goes on to say, honestly, I think earlier abolition alone is enough to make the case against the revolution. And it combined with less horrible treatment of Native Americans is more than enough. But it's worth taking a second to praise a less important but still significant consequence of the U.S. sticking with Britain. We would have in all likelihood become a parliamentary democracy rather than a presidential one. 
And parliamentary democracies are a lot, lot better than presidential ones. They're significantly less likely to collapse into dictatorship because they don't lead to irresolvable conflicts between, say, the president and the legislature. They lead to much less gridlock. Huh. Oh, Dylan. Dylan. You little dim bulb. I'm sorry. I hate to na- call names. I hate to call names. But as Dennis Prager says, it's it's fully appropriate at this point. Dylan, you may have a BA from, I don't know, Bard College or something, but you're not the brightest light on God's Christmas tree. He who forgets his history is condemned to repeat it. They're not significantly less likely to collapse in dict- into dictatorship, or at least the correlation has nothing to do with the, the, the type of, of legislative and executive system selected. Parliamentary democracies are no less likely to collapse into dictatorship. Perhaps you've heard the examples of Germany, Italy, Russia. <laughs> All of them were parliamentary systems. And granted, the Russian system was, was hardly a democracy. And Italy was a weak democracy. And Germany had an exceedingly executive-heavy parliamentary system, whereas in the UK, well, it's a constant battle. But no, they're not significantly less likely to collapse, collapse into dictatorship. It, it, the correlation is entirely with the, the people, the democratic traditions of the nation, which, by the way, our country is entirely built around. Not that that necessarily protects us entirely, but it's a start. And and we derived our institutions heavily from the English institutions. And by the way, Dylan, while you're part of the privileged class whose freedom of speech will be the last to be stripped away, have you noticed what's happening with rights like free speech, freedom of association, uh, enumerated powers in the UK these days? Knife control, thank you. I won't even get into the Second Amendment. You think they're doing well with freedom in the UK right now? Get back to me on that, Dylan. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Shut up, Dylan. AM 1280, The Patriot. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 The Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Millions plan for retirement online, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home, and give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, 
friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses use to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers. Customers. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it. Whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. The number to call. Next hour, we're going to be talking about... Return from Never Neverland. What's he talking about? You'll find out next hour. Honest. Speaking of which, there's a quote attributed to Martin Luther King. President Obama used it all the time. And the quote is, The moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends toward justice. And it's one of those... Inspiring sayings is one of those things, and not to sound sarcastic, I'm not being sarcastic. It's one of those things you you might see on a motivator's calendar. It's one of those things you want to believe in if you believe in the best of humanity. As a conservative, I do not believe in the that, that humanity, humanity uh, trends towards the best. Uh, the, the idea that the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice is a platitude that has no zero historical basis. Uh, Kevin Williamson, longtime friend of this broadcast, several-time guest, uh, paraphrased it, uh, made it much more accurate. Uh, he says, the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards tyranny and barbarism. That's the truth. You look at in all of human history, as we described last week, and it's interesting to remember, I think about this on July 4th, of all the people who ever lived in human societies in the last 20,000 years, when humans started forming societies beyond families and tribes, the vast majority, both before and after Independence Day, 1776, lived under one form of, of 
authoritarian government another, a, a, a strongman, a chieftain, a, a capo, a divine right monarch, a, an emperor, some kind or another. At least, I mean, those who weren't living in hunter-gatherer tribes, and let's be honest, nature is an even more brutal tyrant than, than humanity uh, most of the time. And the idea that humans could live under anything other than complete domination by those who had set themselves up as those stronger than them never really much occurred in a significant numbers before the Declaration of Independence. Even Greek democracy was democracy for those who qualified, not for everyone. It had nothing to do with the rights of man being inherited from God, as our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution spell out. The idea that human rights are something you're born with rather than endowed to you by a government or a monarch or the person paying your bills, the person allowing you to live. And this is more than, I mean, that idea was more revolutionary and threatening to the status quo of the day then and now than the army that we put up against the British was. And it still is. Now, this is interesting. I, this is going to tie in a little bit with the next hour here. Most of Europe's democracies today, the, 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 the European parliamentary democracies that our friend Dylan Matthews from Vox.com last segment uh, jabber about, still believe that rights are granted by the community, not by one's creator. In fact, some of most European societies eschew the notion of a divine creator, which is fine. Our Constitution doesn't require it. Just recognizes it. Anyway, it means that when, or if, maybe, but I say when a government goes off the rails, those rights will follow suit. And by the way, if you're a liberal who's whining about Donald Trump being the president today, you should be smelling what I'm cooking here. Okay? If you think, if you think Donald Trump is literally Hitler, then you should be paying every bit as much attention as the gun-toting conservative in Lakeville that is going, yeah, yeah, right now to this broadcast. Anyway, those of us who pay attention every Independence Day are celebrating an idea that most Americans blessedly have no idea about. The fact that a free society, even a society with problems and limits to its freedom like we do have, income taxes and authoritarian bureaucrats and, a, and an arrogant, entitled political class in St. Paul and, and, and Hastings and, and Washington, D.C., the, the idea that that class exists at all, and, and we still have the freedom we do, as imperfect as it is, in other words, as human as it is, defies history, and beyond that, defies human nature itself. Friedrich Nietzsche, I'm just going to do some college philosophy stuff here, don't mind me, had this concept called the will to power, this idea that, 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 that people, some people will have the will to achieve power over themselves and in many cases over others and those around them. And that will has driven most of history as someone who feels that they are the king took it upon themselves to kill the others who thought they would be king. Here's a hint for you. Game of Thrones was never fictional up until fairly recently <laughs> and, 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 and declared themselves the ruler over everyone else. And if it sounds like, hey, that sounds like a street gang or, hey, that sounds like uh, mafia families in New Jersey duking it out for power. Ding, 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 ding. Get a cigar. I mean, 
buy yourself a cigar. I'm not giving it to you, but you deserve one for figuring that out. For the vast majority of human history, government and the transition of power between one government and another has always resembled more Game of Thrones or Sopranos or Goodfellas than it's represented the war room. And hamsters like Dylan Matthews and Aaron May Quaid are under the impression that the democracy we have is mankind's natural state. And by the way, it's not just liberals, people on the libertarian side, the far-out libertarian side, the people who call themselves anarchists believe the same thing, that mankind's national, natural state is to cooperate, to get along with each other, to, to be a community and to act on behalf of the community. And for much of society left to themselves, they would. History shows us this as well. Places like the Old West. History shows us even more powerfully that the will to power, the urge to to secure one's own future by exerting power over those the futures of those around you is even more powerful. And when the two come together and collide, the will to power always wins every time. And so the arc of history does not bend towards justice. It bends towards tyranny and barbarism, as Kevin Williamson says. God love Martin Luther King. Maybe the worst quote he had, inspiring though it is. But that is why we, as conservatives, people who realize the truth of the moral arc of history need to demand more of our media, who are largely just back-scratchers for the establishment for the last 20 years, and of government, and of our schools, and by the way, of ourselves to teach the things that our schools aren't teaching, to do the things our government isn't doing. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. We'll be right back. You make a million tough business decisions every day. So here's the easiest one of the year. Dell's Black Friday in July is back and bigger than ever. Get no-brainer deals on the very latest computers with Intel Core processors and a huge selection of servers, electronics, and more, all with free shipping on everything. To make your decision even easier, Dell's small business technology advisors can help you find just the right tech. Call 877-BY-DELL. That's an easy call to make at 877-BY-DELL or visit dell.com slash smallbusiness. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. Call 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. Hi, this is Al Momberg inviting you to join us this Sunday morning at 10.05 as Gordon Lewis will tell his story on the world of aviation. Gordon's story is incredible. He began flying at the age of 67 after a successful career as a business owner. 
Gordon flew over 300 angel flights before retiring at the age of 92. That's the world of aviation this Sunday morning at 10.05 right here on The Patriot. The world of business and investing is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the info? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, reading trade magazines, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. That's where Business 1440 steps in. We're your on-air guide through the fast-paced financial and business landscape. Up-to-the-minute business and investing news. Streaming now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot is W. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.